Welcome to the Stuttering Mind podcast. I'm Rama Siva, author and speech coach, bringing you interviews, inspiration and information on stuttering and stammering. You can find the episode show notes, your free seven-step guide to expressing yourself and lots more information at stutteringmind.com. Let's get started. This is episode number 40. In today's episode, we have Connie Kainas from Italy. I'm honored to have Connie on Suttering Mind. Welcome, Connie. Hi, Rama. Hi, thank you so much for inviting me today. Hi. Pleasure. Thanks for having the time to share your story. So I saw on your Instagram profile, it says you're an ex-Tatra. Could you tell us when did you realize you were no longer a Tatra? Okay, my story is quite long, but um, in few words, I, I try to be very short, okay? Um, when I was 19 years old, I learned a technique, okay, uh, to stop stuttering because my stutter was quite severe and uh, it took me 10 years to use this technique to stop stuttering and to overcome all my fears. Okay, so after around 10 years, um, there was a period like five, six months in which I discovered, I realized that I was no longer afraid of anything. I was no longer afraid of people. I was no longer afraid of the telephone that was my, my, my first enemy. And um, I can say that, I have stopped using the telephone for six years, since I was 14 until I was 19. So um, I was no longer afraid of anything. I, I was no longer afraid of speaking. I was no longer afraid of stuttering and I was, I, I was no longer afraid of correcting myself. So uh, when I was um, looking myself through the mirror, I started uh, to understand that um, my speech was okay, okay? Even if I, I still had some stumbles, uh, some stuttering hitches, you know? But um, I started to wondering like, why I'm still using this technique. If I'm, I'm no longer afraid of anything, why now I'm still using this technique? And I couldn't find a, an, an answer. So I decided to remove that technique and to work on my communication style because I realized that I was fluent, okay, but I was wondering where is Connie? Where is my uniqueness in my communication. I don't have any, any style, my personality, where is it? So I said, okay, I want to remove that technique because I want to work on my communication. So in that moment, I realized that if I take 10 different people from the streets, each of them speak with a specific way, with a specific style, okay, that you can say that a person speak and communicate in a, in a um, uh, specific, in a unique way, but where is my uniqueness, okay? So in that moment, I, I discovered that I had overcome all my fears. I had to work on my communication style. So that was at the age of 19 that you had overcome your fears just by... No, no. 
At the age of 19, I learned a technique after around 10 years. I, I was around 29 years old, 29, 30, something, yeah. I realized this. Okay, fantastic. And what was the technique? Could you share? Okay, uh, I did on my own, like on, on my own, I worked on myself, on my, on my uh, communication style. But if you want to, okay, if you, ask, um, if you ask me which kind of technique I, I learned, it was a technique created by a guy with a um, very severe level of, of stata and uh, he's um, Coppola, Giuseppe Coppola. And he's from Italy. Yes, yeah. and he's still alive. Yes, yeah. Okay, well, uh, well, I, I'm 43-ish. Maybe he's 50 or 40. Okay. okay. And could you describe the technique? Was it breathing and speaking? Was it? How it was, was not it? breathing. Ah, oh, there was lots of exercises uh, inside words and inside the sentence to connect the words. Okay. Um, so it was a very technique. I mean, when I, I spoke using that technique, I can say that my speech sounded more like a robot because Italian had open vowels and uh, it's different, you know? Uh, for example, if I want to say, I go to the beach, io vado al mare. Okay, lots of people with a stata starts with i, 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 io, i, 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 io. So, io vado al mare. So, you don't understand, okay, but it's um, a technique where there are lots of um, because it's a technique that this guy created um, just for himself, okay, for Stata, this technique reflects the whole complexity of this problem. And using this technique, I could prevent my inner perception of the block here. Okay, so could you give me a demonstration or more demonstration of the technique in terms of, tell me, I want to go shopping with my friends in Italian or in English, I don't know. And just to demonstrate. Uh, using this technique in, in English is impossible because I have to open my mouth. I mean, well, um, consider that I'm no longer use this technique for many years. So if I try to use it, it's not perfect. Okay. But okay, I try to say something. Secondo me oggi fa tanto caldo, però quando vado al mare c'è molto freddo e quindi non lo sento questo freddo. Okay, so from what I understand, yeah. when you're using the technique, you're using a lot of emphasis on the syllables. There are exercises, exercises to connect the words, words and um, um, to connect words and uh, inside words, okay? But the, the, the thing is that I was quite quite fast because I no longer have a starter, okay? But when you start a lot, so uh, you need to, the more anxious you are, the more, oh, um, 
the more you, you need to open your mouth. So the more you, you open your mouth, the slower you speak. Okay, so uh, this is um, a way I could prevent uh, the block in my mind, but for me it was not easy, for anyone it was easy, because what I learned, okay, during my journey is that because I learned this technique and during my journey, I met other people with a startup using different techniques that they have the, the same problems of me up and down periods. Like for two days, I can speak very well. For two months, all blocks came back. I can't speak at all. Okay. So what I learned is that every technique can be fallible. If you take a technique itself, can be perfect. I'm not perfect. I am fallible. I am a technically fallible because I start up. Okay. So the thing is that a technique is not a magic wand. A, a technique does not work for me. I have to make a technique work. Okay, fabulous. So from the ages of 19 to 29, you are practicing yes. this technique. Practicing, practicing, practicing every single day. For how long? Every day? 10 minutes? One no, hour? no, no, just all my life. I, I spoke using the technique outside. So you were speaking like a robot to yeah. guys and girls in every Telephone, situation. Every situation, because it was the only way out for me to deal with situation because I couldn't speak. If I tried to use my phone, I was like, I couldn't speak at all. So for me, using that technique was like, uh, was the only way out to, to start expressing myself and my voice. Okay, so in your own words, you said that every techniques, it works for two days and then afterwards you go back up and down, right? No, 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 no. I say that because we have this problem, okay? And stuttering is a problem where um, let um, lead us to up and down periods, okay? Because stuttering comes and goes, comes and goes, it's like that. And it comes up, especially in situations where we have experienced too much stress in our life. For example, I have bullied a lot at school, okay? So I generated lots of fear and stress uh, during speech in front of uh, yeah in front of a school in front of a class in front of people okay so for me public speaking was impossible okay okay while maybe at home my starter was quite less because I was not exposed to these stress situations okay so the technique which I learned when I was 18 years of age, when something like this, the goldfish and the gerbil are said to make very good pets. Now, with the speech sharpest and with the other three male stutterers who were there, I was happy to use the technique. But unlike you, I wasn't able to 
go and speak to some nice looking girl and say, hi, my name is Rama Siva. No way. So you were able to use that robotic technique in every situation. Wow. So do you, think, do you think it was your mentality, your mental strength that helped you overcome stuttering? It was my mindset. I had to, I wanted to overcome my starter for, for my life, for my future. I wanted to, to live my life as I've ever desired. So, and using that technique is not easy because I was shy. I was shy to, um, to call a bank or office talking like this, <laughs> you know, it's, it's not easy. And um, in fact, uh, that technique with the time, over time, that guy refined that technique. And, um, uh, but when you have a starter, it's not easy, even if technique um, becomes something more natural still, because if I have a starter for me, speaking is difficult, be also because I started stuttering at the age of seven. From the age of seven until the age of 19, you know how much my starter got worse. So how much, how much stress, how much fear, how much, um, um, yeah, how much fear and how much stress I created onto specific words. I had lots of taboos. I couldn't pronounce lots of consonants and words. Okay, so for me, using a technique was different. It was difficult. And you know what? It took me 10 years because it's not easy. Any person with a severe condition of stats, I can tell you that overcoming stuttering is not easy. It's not something, it's not like uh, going to the beach. And uh, I mean, it, it's not that easy. Uh, well, you know what? I, I know some people who took the course with me and they are still stuttering. And you're still in touch with them? No. I mean, just, hi, I mean, not just sometimes. I mean, we are not just in, we are not friends, but I, I know them. And um, after 30 years, they are still in, in the problem because during my journey, I realized that I had lots of phases, lots of click, clicks, you know? For example, uh, there was a period, okay, during my journey, in because one day a friend of mine invited me to a Skype call, okay? He wanted me to talk for three hours, okay? For three hours. So I spoke for three hours. The first hour I was, slow after two hours i was so fast i was speaking so fast and i said ha ha i have to speak a lot if every day i speak for five hours i'll be okay so you know what i started disturbing people on the phone to talk to skype to talk i wanted to keep people on, on the phone or, you know, on, on, on Skype, because I want to speak for two, three hours, because in, in my mind, I, I discovered that if I speak for three hours without stopping, 
I, I get um, quicker, quicker, faster and faster. Okay. Uh, and th that was a phase that took around maybe one and a half months. Okay. And uh, there was another phase like I, I had another click because um, I discovered that um, if I made long sentences, like starting slowing, like, uh, like slower and finishing faster, but creating long sentences, I discovered that I could create more longer speeches so I start like for two months, I was, I, I, I was only um, saying long sentences. So it was a matter of a clicks every two months. I had a, a, a new phase, a, a new chapter, something new. Okay. Until, until at the age um, of 29, I realized that I was no longer afraid of a, a anything because um, I realized that when I was making phone calls, for example, even if I had a starter, even if I had stumbles, I could um, I could correct myself without any problems, and I wasn't afraid of correcting myself. It was it was very natural so i realized something like what is happening to me i'm no longer afraid i can't believe really i was like this you know and for for i mean from four to six months i spent all this time to understand and to um because i wanted to have confirmation that this was real it not not just a dream because I said, you know what? Because stuttering comes and go. If I'm sure now, maybe stutter comes back. But then I realized that when you overcome this fear this way after this long journey, you are you are not going. You are not going to come across the stuttering problems again. Fantastic. So, in your opinion, why does the stuttering come and go? Well, this is a very good question. It's a very good question because that was something um, I I have been suffering a lot for. Mm, okay, um, when I okay to give you an answer. Okay, I want to say that when I started stuttering and I was around six or seven, I was not aware about my sata. Okay because my startup was just at the beginning stage. I was, you know, was just like the, the, the it was not a, a strong start, okay? Okay. But over time, as long as people started notice that, as long as people started make me notice that was a problem, I was a defective, I was not enough, I was not good enough because of my starter, started, you know, bullying and, okay. Since that time, over time, week by week, month by month, year by year, I started generated more, more fear, okay? More fear, a pressure on specific situation or on specific words. Okay, so in my case, I can say that my starter comes and go 
um, was coming and going for this reason, because um, there were situations, different situations in which my anxiety level was different and, uh, and was used to, to go up and down, up and down, and my fear and also the inability to speak, because since the age of eight, I started hiding myself, I started hiding words, I started not pronouncing words. So when I get used to not pronounce those words, those words, okay? When I, I get used to um, to hide my voice for, for too long, I start, I, I also end putting lots of fear and stress on specific words, specific sentence, specific uh, situation like the telephone or going to grocery I, I was not able to go to, ro to grocery and, and ask for salami for example because the s, s, s never never came out <laughs> so uh, or even the, the the phone so I ended up to stop speaking okay so in my opinion that is the reason why my stuttering was coming and going Great. So going back to between the ages of 18 or 19 and 29, so you were using a robotic way of speaking. And using that technique, you were able to say any word without a problem? Yes, but uh, it doesn't mean without any problem because I had lots of problems because I had a starter. So I, I couldn't use that technique well. So because, you, so you had yes. problems using the technique because? Because I had a starter, yeah, yes. So, and I just, um, and I, I also had lots of up and down periods about my mood. Lots of days, my, my mood was so, so bad and uh, because when I had my my severe stata, my stata was my first thought in the morning and my last thought before going to sleep. Yes, so at, at the beginning using that technique, I still, I still tended to have that tricks like changing synonym at the last minute, you know? I don't know if you did, but I did. <laughs> Like when I speak, I, well, my, my thought warned me about, uh, you are going to start out on that word. So last minute, I change words. Do you do, do you do it? Absolutely. I think uh, most, if Lucky all, you, I did. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think most stutterers, uh, we avoid words, situations, or people. In my case, everything. And I was basically a monk until the age of maybe 35, 36, when a couple of situations happened in my life, which made yeah. me question what I was doing with my stuttering life. Because it wasn't my life. It wasn't the stuttering. It was my stuttering life. I let the stuttering rule my life, unfortunately. So yeah. this, this technique, which I, have, I share, and it works with me, called Sir. So, stuttering on purpose. So whereby instead of letting the stutter come automatically, you choose to sir, stutter, uh, on, per, purpose, la, like I'm doing. Have you tried 
that starting on purpose? No. No. Okay. Cool. So let's get back to the uh, topics in hand. What did teaching, sorry, what did stuttering teach you? Oh, stuttering, uh, well, I learned lots of lessons. Um, well, first, um, compassion, compassion for others. Stuttering uh, taught me um, how how important I am. Sutherin uh, taught me to put me first. To put me first because um, when I was shy and I was afraid to use that technique because I was feeling like a stupid robot, okay? Um, I, understood, I, I learned on my skin that using that technique was more important than hiding myself. And was more important than what people think and people judgment because people, you know, people, people in general can judge, okay. And um, but I am the most important person because if I don't speak for myself, they are not going to speak for me. I have to live my life. I have to be the first actor of my life because no one will be the first for me, and no one is entitled. To, to be the first person in, in my life. I am the first person in, in my life. So Sata taught me that I come first because this is my life. Sutherin taught me um, resilience because I, I fell down so many times, 100,000 times. So, um, and how much powerful I am, how much I can give to others. First of all, how much love I can give to myself and, uh, and I can share. Fantastic, thank you. So was your stuttering a habit, automatic? What does it mean? <laughs> I don't know, what does it mean? Was your stuttering automatic? Was it a habit every time you open your mouth? You started. Was it a habit? Oh, it was so. It was so. Well, I had so many things. Um, so many. It was so complex because I had stata at the beginning, okay, just on the first syllable, or I had a stata in the middle of the sentence, okay, or I had a stata uh, after a bit, but usually. I had stata at the beginning, after one, one word, after two words, in the middle. <laughs> I had so many, um, so many, you know, key traps. <laughs> uh, sorry, my question was, was it automatic, meaning from the ages of six till the ages of 29? Whenever you spoke, was it an automatic way of changing words in your mind, uh, automatic way of repeating sounds, syllables, or words? Oh, no. Oh, well, uh, this is something I did since I started to start uh, until I started using that technique. So from the age of six or seven until the age of 19, 20. 20, yeah. So at the ages of 19, 20, you changed the way you started 
or you spoke, you changed. You basically changed your habit. That's what I'm yeah. trying to get at. Yes, but my habits was not just the way I spoke, because my habits was my my habits were the results of my mindset because my, my mindset became the mindset of a person with a severe condition of stata. Okay, so my inner thoughts that control my words and warn me about the stata. Like I was used to, I was used to, to have blocks, okay? And I had the inner perception of this block first. I mean, I exactly know when I'm going to stata, okay? And in reality, I discovered that this is my habit, something I could change. It was my decision to change this behavior, to destroy this. I wanted because I wanted to be a, a normal person. I said, stop. I wanted to, um, uh, to remove this problem from my life. And uh, this is something I, do want, I, no, I no longer want to have around in my, in my life. So I started to, um, to work on my own with all the strengths I could put into this thing to remove this thing. And um, also the way I was approaching people, the way I, I, I was interacting with, with people because after a few years, I realized that my behavior, my speech was something, but my behavior with people was the same behavior. Even if my speech changed it, people still saw me as my classmates saw me at school. And how did they see you at school and the Because people? at school, primary school, secondary school, my classmates uh, was, they were used to see me as, you know, as an asshole because of my stata, okay? So they used to give me lots of targets, like you are introvert, you are the shy person, you are this, you are this, you are that, all negative things because of, of my stata. And I realized that those things became my uh, subconscious beliefs. So even if my, um, even if my speech changed, okay, that was the energy I was giving to people. So even outside, even after, pe around people were seeing me that way. Even if, even if I, I was speaking in a different way, I was, I was, you know, even if my behavior, I was convinced that my, my behaviors were different, but I was still instilling these this emotions to people and people. So even when I realized that I've overcome my stata and I was around 29 years old, I had lots of problems with my communication because I realized that I was not heard, I was not seen, I was not considered. Okay. So after after my technique journey, okay, when I came across theta healing. Okay, with Theta Healing, I discover all of this stuff. I, I um, uh, yes, I discovered 
for example, that's because I was feeling not heard and not seen, okay? And with the healing, I discovered that I was still that child that didn't want to be heard because she was shy of speaking. I didn't want people to hear me because it was so hard speaking and stuttering so badly, okay? So I created mm, the feeling that I didn't want to be heard I didn't want to be seen. I I was used to hide myself. And, and without not knowing that, I carried on this stuff until I was an adult. At the age of 29, 30, I still had all this stuff. Thank you. So how did you make the change? Because once you realize that from your childhood, because of what had happened in terms of bullying, you had become an introvert, you had become shy, and that was how you were portraying yourself as an adult. How were you able to A, see that and B, change that? Mm, sorry, do you mean how I worked on, on this? You mean this? Yes. yes. Okay, okay, because uh, the healing, well, um, I can say that theta healing is a technique, okay? It's a specific technique to reach the oneness, okay? And there are many different digging techniques to dig into any kind of problem to understand what is the bottom, the root cause, the root belief system or the pattern, okay? So um, by practicing theta healing, I have to remove, I had to eradicate because I, I have to dig a lot into my childhood to discover that I still felt, I mean, on, on, a, on a subconscious level, because consciously I, I, I could say, I love myself, I'm okay, I'm all right. But then on, on a subconscious level, we don't know what it is, okay? And I, I still felt not enough, not good enough. I still, fe I, I still felt to be nothing. I still felt to be inferior than others because of my stutter. I still felt uh, lots of bad things, you know? And not just um, with one sessions, thousands sessions because there were so many situations eradicated, uh, um, like traumas uh, in my family, because when you start out and your parents don't understand you, they try to do their best, uh, best but in reality, they, they, they do all those wrong things they shouldn't do, okay? At school, when your teacher She's convinced that she's doing the right things, but she's bullying you. And she, she was like, um, she was uh, allowing my classmates to do the same with me. Or, you know, there are so many things that every, every situation, every day, there was a trauma that I carried on for too many years. 
Okay, thank you. Yes. So uh, do you think stutterers think and behave in a certain way? Yes. Yes, because uh, when I, um, I deal with many people with a SATA, okay, and I realize that every person with a SATA have different taboos and fear on different words. On like, I, um, I was afraid and um, I was stressed of specific words, okay, especially with a combination of consonants like a fr, tr, kr, for me was impossible to pronounce, I was. And I was used to escape every time I heard the phone ringing. All the people with the SATA I, I dealt with, many, they did the same. They had uh, taboos over certain words and they were used to escape from certain situations because they were, they were afraid of speaking as well. Yes, I can agree. I avoided most of my life. <laughs> and that's why I lost 30 years to stuttering. So I want to touch back on the previous question we asked, uh, discussed. What was a root belief or pattern that was in your mind as a child, which you carried on as an adult? Well, there were so many, not just two, three or four. Um, well, the main ones, uh, where uh, like, I am not good enough. I'm not intelligent enough. I, well, I'm not enough because um, people made me believe that there was something wrong with me because of my starter, okay? So uh, sometimes I lost a chance, I lost um, opportunities to do things because of my SATA, okay? Like people sometimes uh, don't invite me for projects because, ah, oh, she's SATA, I don't want her in my project, you know, see? So um, also um, I'm not good enough, but I'm, I'm not good enough is something, is a very, is um, when we talk about one bottom belief, it's not itself, it's not close to a ball, it's, it means opening the door to a word because when, when, I didn't, when I didn't feel not good enough. So, so many, so many uh, situations in which I, my trauma, yeah, in, uh, so, sorry, so many, um, so many, so many uh, situations in which I experienced a trauma that, on my subconscious level, created that I'm not good enough, okay? And um, also, I am nothing. This is something very common. I'm nothing, because uh, when you understand, you realize that you are not able to speak, so you're not able to do lots of things, because uh, if you're not able to make a phone call, if you're not able to speak with people you don't know, you are not able to go to, well, mm, uh, as a student, maybe you would want to, to go to, you know, uh, to have a part-time job, you gave up because of your starter. Okay, so when I realized that mm, I was like limited, I was limited because so many things um, that people do every day, I couldn't do at all. So I started, well, this is 
all this all stuff that um, is created on a subconscious level so we are not aware of this okay so like be nothing like feeling that i am nothing or another mm, uh, well there was also something else about because i am a woman a woman um in ancient periods women were uh, suppressed people couldn't speak too much people couldn't speak people um women couldn't ex express freely their thoughts okay so a pattern was a genetic pattern um, around this concept like women are inferior to men and women cannot can't speak freely they they have to shut up you know because you are a woman you can't be so direct you have to shut up so i had so many things um um so many patterns and negative belief systems not just this Thank you. So how did you release them? Well, with the healing, because the healing is a technique um, that is a technique that involves many techniques to uh, discover and find the bottom, the roots of the problems to remove them and replace them with empowering ones, with empowering patterns. What is your earliest memory of stuttering, blocking, or trying to get okay. your words out? Yes, um, I remember that I was in uh, primary school. It was, maybe it was my second year. I was seven, uh, around seven. And uh, it was May, so it was spring. And um, I remember, be, be, I want to tell something first. I learned, I was able to, um, to read very well at the age of four, uh, four and a half, okay? And my reading was quite fast. Okay, so uh, my, my teacher wanted me to read in front of the class and uh, I, I was reading and I was suddenly bit, but my starter was like, um, I, I, I want to, to go to this school. I mean, I was stuttering, but it's, it was a kind of slow stutter, okay? And she said, Connie, you still read very well, but you, you're stuttering. So this way to tell me this, it was traumatic because she was saying, you have a problem, you have a defect, you have, there's something wrong with your speech. It was terrible. Yeah. Yeah, I think something similar to me happened when I was eight. I was reading out aloud, and that was when they sent me to speech therapy jail. But I was yeah. there for the next thirty years. So, um, do you? Does anyone else in your family stutter? No, only me. Lucky you. <laughs> Lucky me. Well, my mom. I know that uh, she stutter when she was a ch just a child. You know uh, that that is called. Um, evolutive starter, something like this. Yes, and uh, well, she started when she was very little, from the age of seven to the age of 10. Like she stopped 
when she was around 10 suddenly. So that is not a starter. This is, I mean, this is, you know, when that's something that can happen to, to children. Yeah, it's very common. So um, only me. <laughs> did you know anyone else who started while you were growing up? So between the ages of seven to nine? Do you mean friends or family? Uh, friends, family, schoolmates who started as yes. well? Uh, yes, I know. I know um, some people, yeah, um, are, are, as I said before, I know some people uh, that I met during my course at the age of 19 when I learned that technique, there are some people who are still stuttering. Okay, and how was your speech with them when you were 18, 19? Were you able to speak perfectly well or did you stutter the same or less? Well, I was using a technique, so I was using a technique yeah, with all those um difficulties that i could have like using the technique very well or not being able to use it at all because i was um uh you know even using that technique i had lots of up and downs periods so yeah but i also know people who took the, the course with me and they overcome they started after only three years so lucky yes it is yeah, it is quite interesting that some people take one year, six months, some people take 10 yes. years or 30 years. I think it's part of the journey of self-discovery and the power of within you. And did you ever feel depressed or down due to the stuttering and what did you do to pick yourself up? Okay, uh, before, before learning that technique, um, my life was a nightmare, a nightmare because because stuttering had ruined my life, had ruined more than 20 years of my life in which I lost lots of opportunities, lots of things. I couldn't express all my gifts, all my talents. I couldn't express my voice. I, I couldn't be part of all the things that I wanted to do. And um, even going to like to sport for me was difficult because it, if you go to sport, you still have to speak because people ask you questions, you know, and, and I, I, I was not able. I was complete, uh, completely petrified because with my starter, for me, it was not just a starter, but I had like a physical blockage, a total physical blockage. Like, for example, on the phone, okay, which is the reason why I stopped using the phone for six years, because when I was on, on the phone, I was here, I was completely blocked here, here, all my, um, the, the pits of, of, of the stomach, I felt like a huge rock. And I started like, um, uh, my, my vision was foggy, blank, like foggy brain and all, all my, my, my jaw, my tongue, my mouth was completely blocked. So uh, that was a big problem. <laughs> what advice would you give to someone who is struggling with their speech or stutter? Uh, speech disorder, um, it's very complex. It's complex, okay? It's complex, I know, on my skin first. And uh, what I can say is that disobey to your fear disobey to your fear because it pays off it pays off it's the most 
difficult things I have ever done in my life. After I've overcome my stutter, I, I was I am no longer afraid of anyone, anything else in my life because that was such a huge um, monster. For me, stuttering was a monster. It was not attack. Of, it was a monster. So what I can say is that disobey to your fear every day. And you disobey to your fear by speaking. Just speak, no matter. If, if you're using a technique, if you are not using any, any technique and you want to speak because you are tired of this condition, just speak out. Don't worry about how, you, how, how difficult it is. Every time you speak, you are disobeying to your fear. Could you share some of the fears you had? Fear of people, fear of speaking, fear of stuttering, speak, uh, fear of being judged, fear of my own shadow, fear of my own power, you know, fear of, uh, of being capable of doing something, okay? Fear of the consequence of, of my speech, fear of being killed as well like well this is like um, fear of being killed is like fear of being um suppressed by the world by people okay great so could you share with us a bit of your history so you were born in italy and how long did you stay in italy and how well was I, well, I was born and grew up in Sardinia, which is an island, okay? I left my family at the age of 19. I moved to Rome. So I, at the age of 19, I started uh, to live in, on my own. I started to study at uni. I started to work. So I started because with that technique, I started a big chapter of my life, not just because of all that technique, but because I left uh, my nest. I left the family early and I started being responsible of my life. Okay. Okay. So um, after my uh, after my graduation in 2006, I moved to China, Eastern Asia, Singapore, India. I, I have been based in, in Asia for around five years. And um, and uh, well, and then I came here, I came, I came in the UK, I came, I moved to London in 2013. Okay, so from Rome, that's when you started the technique. And then you went to China, when you realized you were beyond techniques, and you were able to speak without techniques, to move yes. to the UK. So how did Connie evolve as a person from a teenager starting new life in Rome to going to China, going to London, and now expressing yourself without any tension or stress that you encapsulated within your body previously? Could you share? Well, I'm no longer the same person I was two months ago. So um, this is a very good question, talking about um, how much I've changed since uh, 20, 25 years ago. I am a woman. I'm a person who speaks naturally. Speaking is no longer my thought. 
I am a person who um, um, succeed and I reached all the goals I had on my list. I got my bachelor degree with the maximum score, with, with, with the highest score. I was living and working on my own. Uh, and uh, when I moved to Asia, I, I moved to Asia alone, on my own. I did everything on my own. I found jobs on my own. I met people, new people, new friends on my own. I created my future and my life on my own with my strengths. And uh, I, didn't, I proved to myself that I am powerful. I'm powerful and people are powerful. We have such a great power from within that we can never imagine. We can do everything we want. So, Connie is, um, is a person who, who can live life with unconditional happiness because it was, I discovered unconditional happiness was my choice. I decided to be unconditionally happy and I am. Could you share how you discovered the unconditional happiness is within? Oh, that's, um, it could be a very simple, very short story. Um, during my journey, okay, I was very angry. I was upset. I was so upset because um, there were some, some days I couldn't speak. I couldn't speak. Even with a technique, I couldn't speak. And I was so angry. I was um, uh, depressed, okay? And uh, one day I woke up and um, I remember that my, my parents, they were getting prepared to go out and we were going out to spend an amazing day in another city on, by the sea. And um, I opened my, um, uh, my wardrobe and I was looking some dresses. And I said, I've got so many beautiful dresses. I had like 25 pairs of shoes, beautiful shoes. And I said, I've got so many beautiful shoes. And I said, oh, it's a so beautiful day. The weather is amazing. There are 30 degrees, so sunny. And I said, why should be a, a bad day? Why should be a bad day? Just because I started I've got a beautiful house, lots of dresses, parents that love me. It's a beautiful day. I'm going to spend a beautiful day with my parents. It's a beautiful day. It could be beautiful if I want, it's my choice. Is there one or maybe two or three things that you have experienced in your life that has helped you to become the person you are now, able to express yourself without the <laughs> yes, um, it was a technique. It was working on myself. It was practice, 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 and um, resilience, resilience. Like 
um, never put myself down. I mean, I did, but what I, I learned, there are three, three or four things, um, important, the most important things um, I had and I used to, um, to overcome this problem were a technique working on myself, on my behavior, on, be, um, on the stuttering mindset behavior that I still had and uh, so and working on myself with the healing as well and practice 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 like uh taking care of my of my voice and my speech daily every single day and yeah and uh, as i said disobey my fear thank you so could you share what was your stuttering mindset like between the ages of 19 and 23? Well, um, it started early when I was in primary school. So I can say nine, maybe it's um, the real stuttering mindset behavior. Maybe started when I was nine, nine years old. I was more aware of my stutter, okay? And uh, until, well, I can say I was more than well, I was more than 20 years old, maybe 23, something like this. And 25. Okay, and what was going in your mind? What were your thoughts? What were your behaviors? My as... behaviors, hiding myself, escaping situations, escaping situations, hiding myself and um, still using tricks using tricks like changing last minute words or um, um, yeah, behavior like escaping situations. That is the, the, the main behavior for a person with a stutter. And what advice would you give to your younger self maybe in your 15 years of age, you being now much older, what would you give your younger self advice? Okay. Um, that, that she's safe, to feel safe, that she's safe. Thank you. Thanks so much, Connie, for your time. It's been fantastic speaking with you and hearing about your history of stuttering. Thank you so much for inviting me today. It was my honor. Thank you for listening. I hope you found it really helpful. You may also like the backlist episodes and show notes at stutteringmind.com forward slash podcast. You can also get the seven steps to expressing yourself free guide at stutteringmind.com forward slash free guide. If you enjoy this podcast, please subscribe, rate and review on your favorite podcast platform. You can connect with me on all social media platforms I'm looking for stuttering mind. Thank you again and look forward to connecting with you.